to do that? Why not? All right. Hey, I just want to share a very short and quick message about Christmas and about its relevance in your life as well. I know there may be many people here who don't normally come to church and aren't a part of these kind of things. Uh, I want you to know what does it mean for Jesus to come? What does that mean to you? Does it have any relevance to your life? I hope you see today that it does. Uh, We've been talking about the last few weeks how Jesus comes to bring us very specific things, hope, peace, joy, and purpose. These are the things that Jesus offers us. The series we've been talking about is called The Offer on the Table, that Christmas means that Jesus has come to bring us something, to offer us something. And as we've learned throughout these last few weeks, that hope, peace, and we're going to see today joy, these are not found in the world, and they're not found in things, and they're not just ideas or wishes, they're found in Jesus alone. And so to help you think about this, because I really want you to consider, maybe especially those of you who aren't really used to these type of things, have you ever wondered why, uh, no matter what you do, no matter what kind of success you might have, no matter what kinds of things you might be able to enjoy, you ever wonder why there's still some sense of emptiness to it, you know? It doesn't quite do it. It doesn't quite fulfill. It doesn't quite complete you, you know? You thought getting married or something would do that, put the puzzle pieces together. It, it didn't do it. You thought having success at your job would do it, and it, it didn't do it. You thought having this type of experience would do it, didn't do it. And uh, we go from these mountaintop experiences that are actually pretty unsatisfying, and then when we get stuck in the valley, it gets really, really hard. Uh, and I want you to see how relevant that is for your life, because the reason why that is is because you only find these types of things in Jesus alone. Uh, one time I had this bag of chips. I was very ready to eat this bag of chips, and it was a normal bag of chips. I think barbecue, which is my favorite flavor. It's the best bag of chips. It was a barbecue bag of chips. It was sealed. It was ready to go. I opened the chips, and you know what I found? Nothing, nothing. I found nothing. It was a sealed bag of chips. And when I opened it, it was nothing but air. There were no chips inside. I'm like, was that a cruel joke? Like, how does that get past the machinery and all these things? Somebody must have done that on purpose. You open it, it's nothing there. Well, I, I know that's how life feels like a lot for many of us. We're, we're excited for something. We're expecting something. We're hoping to find peace in this particular place. We're hoping to find joy in this particular place. We're hoping to find love in this particular place. But when we finally open the bag... When we open the thing that we thought we would, that would satisfy us, it, it turns out empty. The reason for this is, is because Jesus is the only answer for the hope, the peace, the joy, and the purpose that your soul deeply longs for. That's what Christmas is really about, is that Jesus has come, not just as a fact, but as a solution. Jesus has come to be the very thing that you need and the very thing that you've been looking for your whole life. So I'm going to read a short passage. If you have a Bible, you can open it to Luke chapter 2. Let's go. We're going to hear what the Lord says this morning. Luke chapter 2, verse 8 says, In the same region there were shepherds out in the field, keeping watch over their flock by night. And an angel of the Lord appeared to them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them. And they were filled with great fear. And the angel said to them, Fear not, for behold, I bring you. These are important phrases we're going to go over. I bring you good news of great joy that will be for all people. For unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior who is Christ the Lord. And this will be a sign for you. You will find a baby wrapped in swaddling clothes and lying in a manger. And suddenly there was with the angel a multitude of the heavenly hosts praising God and saying glory to God in the highest. And on earth peace among those with whom he is pleased. Three very simple phrases I want you to understand from this today. This applies to all of us, whether you've been following Christ for a long time or whether you're new to this whole thing or whether you're totally unsure about Christianity at all. I want you to know these three very particular things 
that the Christmas story are trying to communicate to you is that Jesus brings good news, Jesus brings great joy, and Jesus is for all people. These three things are essential truths about Christmas. We're just going to knock them out one by one. The first is that Jesus brings good news. The gospel of Jesus Christ and the fact that God is real and is there is not bad news. This is good news. The heart of Jesus is to bring you good news. The heart of Jesus is to bring you great joy. This is his heart for you. And I fear that many people have misconceptions that God is essentially the one trying to bring bad news or take away the good things in your life that you would like to have. And this is simply not the case. Jesus brings good news. The good news that you are loved. No matter what you may feel, no matter how people have treated you, you are deeply, deeply loved. This is good news. It's the good news that you can be forgiven. No matter what you've done, no matter how bad it is, no matter how far you may be from God right now listening to this sermon, you can, in this very moment, be forgiven. The good news is that God's the one who comes to you. You're not the one who has to run all the way to God. If you're very far from God, God can make that up in a second. It doesn't take God very long to get to you. All you have to do is receive by faith. This is good news. Your sins, all of them, past, present, and future, can be forgiven. Here's good news is that you can be made new. God can give you a new heart, a new heart that loves the things that God loves. He can give you a new mind to think the way that God wants to think. He can make your life brand new. The Bible says that those who are in Christ are new. Here's the good news is that your life has value, dignity, and worth. That has been bestowed upon you by God himself, no matter what people have said to you, and no matter how you may feel about yourself, you are valuable, your life has dignity and worth. This is true because Jesus loves you. This is good news. Here's more good news, is that your life is not by random, it's not chance, but there is actually a God who rules over all things with power and love. This same God came down to die on the cross for our sins. This is good news. And I know in a world full of bad news, which is pretty much what we see every day, bad news of things going on around the world, bad news that bring bad feelings, that bring bad circumstances into our lives. We're kind of desperate for some good news. And so the Bible brings us good news. Now, the trick with this is, for it to be good news, you have to have bad news first. How many of you, if I said, I'm gonna give you the good news first or the bad news first, you'd say, I want the good news first. No, you, how many say, I want the bad news first? Let's start bad, we'll turn good, okay. Well, I gave you the good news first. I'm sorry about that. The bad news, the reason why we need the good news is that sin, as we talked about with the kids, has broken our world. You may not understand the word sin. That may be a foreign category for you, but you know how it is. Uh, backstabbing, lying, cheating, wars, murders, all these different things that are breaking the world that have broken you and me. We both know, you and me, we both know that that's not how things should be. There's something in us that says something, that something's not right. Well, you're right. And the reason why it's not right is just sin. That's it. That's the reason why things are not right. Sin has broken the world and it has broken our relationships with God. Because of our sin, we have been separated from the good news of God and we live in the bad news of being separated from God. That's the problem that the world has. That's the problem that you and I have. And you can't receive the good news until you're willing to accept the bad news. That you and I have sin. This sin needs to be forgiven and it can only be forgiven by Jesus. But when you accept the bad news, the good news is readily available to you. The good news that Jesus died on a cross and rose from the dead so that you can have forgiveness and eternal life in his name. 
It's the famous verse, John 3, 16, for God, so, for God so loved the world that he gave his only son that whoever would believe in him would not perish, not the bad news, but that they would receive eternal life. That's the good news. My plea with many of you today is if you haven't done that yet, please, please, please put your trust in Jesus. Stop living in a world full of bad news without good news. Jesus has come to bring you good news. The second thing Jesus brings is great joy. Jesus brings great joy. Well, the reason why it's good news is because it, it's great, it gives you great joy. This makes sense. If I gave you news that made you sad, then you wouldn't call it good. If I said your car got stolen in the parking lot while you were at church today, you wouldn't say, oh, good. Oh, that's great. That's good news. No, why? It would make you sad. This is bad news. But if I said, you know, there's a million dollars that got deposited into your bank because you came to church today, you say, hey, that's good news. That's good news. You would say, that's good news. Why? It makes you happy. This is good news. Well, Jesus brings good news. Why? Because Jesus brings great joy. Jesus is the one you were made for. It is Jesus' intention. I want you to understand this, especially maybe some of you have misconceptions about God and his rules and commands, and you see his way of life as a joy kill, that you can't do certain things and you want to do them, and God says don't do them, and so you feel like God's restricting your joy. Or because you wanna live a certain way and God says you can't live that way, and you say, well, God stood full of rules and all these things. I want you to understand that is not God's heart or intention at all. And because he knows you and loves you, as a good father would, he is trying to direct you towards the things that will bless you. It is his intention to make you as happy as you can possibly be. Let me prove this to you. John 15, 11, Jesus says, I have spoken these things to you so that my joy might be in you and so that your joy might be full. It is Jesus' intention to you this morning to fill your life with the joy that Jesus has himself. If I said, hey, look, I'd be happy. Uh, you can have everything that's in my bank account or you can have everything that's in Elon Musk's bank account. You'd say, well, I appreciate you, Pastor, but I don't want that. You know, I'm gonna take, I, I would guess there's a big difference between what Elon has and what you have. There's probably a big difference. You're right, you're right. There is a big, very, 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 very big difference. Well, this is what Jesus says. I wanna give you my joy. And let me, let me tell you something. Jesus is perfectly joyful and happy all the time. Jesus has more joy than you could ever imagine, and he wants to give that to you, and what does the Bible say? He says he wants your joy to be full. So you need to throw away the bad lies that you believe that Jesus wants you to be unhappy, and he has a list of rules to take the joy out of your life. I may have present to you that following your own way hasn't really worked out very good for you so far. Has it made you super happy? I doubt it. Jesus actually, in turn, wants to fill you with joy. He wants to be the answer that you've been looking for. But the struggle that we have is our joy is always half full because it comes from a half source. Because it comes from a source that's not able to provide it. Uh, yesterday morning I woke up, this is what I do, I went straight to the coffee machine, you know, immediately, direct. Straight to the coffee machine, I got my, my, my uh, cup, I filled it with my creamer, sweet cream, which is the best. I put it at the bottom, I got the coffee mug, I started to pour into my cup, and I began to realize that this was just clear. That it looked like water. And then I realized, oh, it is water. It's just hot water. And then I looked, and you know what I'd forgotten to do the night before? I had forgotten to put coffee in the coffee maker. I had set the coffee maker up. I had turned it on so it would turn on right in the morning when I needed it to. I had filled it with water. I had a coffee filter in there. I had done everything I needed to do to have my coffee in the morning except the one thing, put coffee grinds in the coffee maker. And let me tell you something obvious about your life. You can't have coffee without coffee. And you can't have joy without Jesus. 
You may have tried to do everything possible in your life. You've turned all the right things on. You've got the filter in. You've tried this and this and that. And let me tell you something. You're going to keep getting the same output if you don't include Jesus in the mix. No matter what it is you try to do, no matter how prepared you might be, no matter how well your plan might go, and no matter how many things you've included in the process, you can't have coffee without coffee, and you can't have joy, hope, purpose, peace, life, and forgiveness without Jesus. You can't have them, and you never will. But the good news is that Jesus is ready and willing to give them to you. You don't have to earn it. You don't have to work for it. You don't have to get better right away to receive it. You simply have to believe by faith that Jesus has done what is necessary for you and say, thank you very much for this gift. Take the gift into your own life and trust Jesus. That's all you have to do. And you could do it this very morning. You could do it while you're sitting in your seat. So Jesus brings great joy. The last thing as we close is that Jesus is for all people. I'm gonna have the band go ahead and come back up. This is very important. Because Jesus brings good news and Jesus gives great joy. But you know how the world works? Uh, Good news usually is only for a certain type of people. And great joy is only available to certain groups of people. So you say, well, if you're super rich or something, you probably have a better chance of, of enjoying certain things in life. Or if you're in this category or this or that or that. To say, this good news only applies to this group of people. This type of joy only applies to this group of people, you know? I will never know what it's like to fly on your own private jet and not have to squish between people on a plane. I will never know. I will never experience that joy. It doesn't apply to me. Nobody could get that to me. I don't have the ability to give myself that joy. That good news doesn't apply to me. It's pretty useless. But I want you to know that the good news and great joy that Jesus has, the Bible says here, is for all people. It's for all people from all countries, all people from all languages, all people from all socioeconomic statuses, all people of all skin color, it's for all people of all places, of all things. This is the good news that Jesus has brought it, and you know what? If it's good news that it's for all people, then you know what that means? That means it's good news for you too. If it's available to everyone, then it's available to you. If it's available to anyone who'd want it, it's available to you. Let me tell you something about God, is God does not discriminate among sinners. We're all sinners. Every single one of us. We all equally have sinned against the Lord. It's flat at the foot of the cross. The Bible says we all have sinned and fallen short of God's glory. We all have the same problem, and there's only one possible solution to this problem. And this is the good news of Christmas, that Jesus came down to live a perfect life, one that you could never live. To die on the cross, to take the punishment that you and I deserve from God because of our sin. And then to rise from the dead on the third day and offer eternal life to anyone who would put their trust in him. Hope, peace, joy, purpose, all available to you in Jesus. But it's only good news if you get it. It's not good news if you hear it. It's not good news just if you know about it as a fact. It's not good news just if you read it. And it's not good news just if you come to church and listen to it. It's only good news if you get it, if you receive it by faith. The Bible says if you believe in the Lord and you trust in the Lord, if you call on his name, you will be saved. And I'm gonna encourage you to do that this morning. So go ahead and close your eyes. I'm gonna have the prayer team come down front. Uh, We're gonna do two things right now. One is for those of you who do know Jesus, you can go ahead and grab your communion cup just while you're sitting down. And you can reflect on what Jesus has done for you. The point of the birth was to get to the cross, you know. 
the birth isn't good without the cross. You put them together and you have salvation. And so remember what Jesus has done for you. Take communion to remember his body that was broken and his blood that was poured out. We're gonna sing one more song. And to those of you who don't know the Lord, you're in the room or you're watching online, I encourage you to do a couple things. One is to consider what I've been saying this morning. You're not here by accident. It's not random. It's not even because someone else asked you to be here. It's because God wanted you here. It's because God wanted you to have the best news. God wants to give you great joy and forgiveness, but you gotta receive it by faith. So if you wanna put your faith and trust in Jesus, the Bible says you call on the Lord. You say sorry for your sins. You repent from your way. You turn to God's way. You trust in Jesus. We'll have a prayer team down front if you would like to come pray with someone. If a family member or friend brought you, as always, you can grab them and say, hey, help me walk through this. Um, You can sit in your seat and pray to God. But I encourage you to not waste this moment and to receive salvation while you have time to. And so I'm gonna pray. I'm gonna open up that time for you to respond to God by taking communion if you know the Lord, by coming to give prayer if you need prayer for any reason, and by making an effort to respond to God by putting your faith in him if you've never done that before. So let me pray. Heavenly Father, we love you. We thank you for your love for us. Thank you for what you've done for us. I pray, I pray, Lord, that not a single person would leave this room apart from putting their faith and trust in you. I pray that we would all walk out of here, Lord, saved, full of the hope and peace and joy that you offer us. Thank you for Christmas. Thank you for this time to remember what you've done for us. Thank you for your great love. It's in Jesus' name we pray, amen, amen. Why don't you stand or sit if you